all the glory. Let your name be praised. As we drive through your word, let understanding come to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap. We have been looking at the subject of faith through the month of February. And fortunately, today is the end of February. It means that we have to close the chapter, not officially, but because you can't stop talking about faith. But for this particular purpose, I'm going to preach the last sermon to close up this series that has been a blessing to us. And I pray that this will be the icing on the cake that will drive us into great exploits for fruitfulness in 2021. I teach on the subject, building an activated faith. Building an activated faith. In other words, how do I access or how do I experience or how do I enter into a life of activated faith? When we talk about activated faith, we are not talking about an event. We are not talking about a one-time something, but you are talking about a faith that is operating and functioning in us. Most of the times, many people are working with faith that isn't functioning. You can have faith and not benefit from the faith. Hallelujah. You can have a watch. Some of us are wearing watches that are not working. Hey. <laughs> so, Charlie, watch no the toy no. He just can't imagine putting it down. So the Rolex watch, good, shining. He's well, no, it's not working. He has a watch, but it's not working. You can have faith and it will not be working. Are you following me? So activated faith is that thing that will change your life every day. Because when God wants to change your life, internally there is a drastic change. But outwardly, the change is gradual. When a man encounters God, internally he changes. He moves from the kingdom of darkness into a king, the kingdom of light. But the manifestation of his life to reflect the new kingdom is a gradual process. So when you walk in a faith that isn't activated, you are going to walk as though you are not in light. But you are actually in light. The reason is that you are, you are missing out on the very thing that can allow the kingdom of God to reflect in your life. Now, Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. I have a lot to say in 25 minutes. A lot which I can't finish. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. Before that, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. I told you I have a lot to say, but I'll do it in 25 minutes. The Bible said, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ in us. So unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of Christ in us. 
So there is a grace that comes upon you the day you become born again. There is a level of connectivity. There is a level of empowerment. There is a level of privilege that comes on you when you become born again. But what happens to that grace? Let's move to Romans chapter 12 verse 3. I'm connecting scriptures. The Bible said, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you. So, every one of us. So, don't be standing somewhere and say, this man has grace. You also have grace to become what God wants you to become. That, that language is a language of laziness and irresponsibility. That this person has become this because he has grace. You also have grace, but probably you have frustrated the grace. Or you are frustrating the grace that can turn you into that kingdom blessing or that kingdom giant. So if you see somebody succeed, don't say he has grace. Say he has been disciplined enough to harness the grace that God put on his life. Thought you are clapping. So it is not necessarily grace that makes a man because grace is a common factor in the kingdom of God. So if two Christians are walking and one is succeeding and the other is failing, it, 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 it could mean that one is taking advantage of the grace of God upon his life. And the other is frustrating the grace that God has put upon his life. So as you are walking, you are not a useless person, you are not a worthless person, you are not an insignificant person, but you are a very important investment of God on the earth. So he put grace. Now I declare in the name of Jesus, receive the grace of discipline in order to manifest the grace God has put over your life. Many Christians are very irresponsible. We easily put blame on people. We easily put blame on our relatives, on witches and wizards. Almost all our aunties are witches and all our uncles are wizards. And therefore, when we are failing, we want to point to that witch. But I pray in the name of Jesus that from today, you will know that God has put you in charge and God has put a grace upon you that whatever he best in your spirit, by discipline and consistency and responsibility, you will manifest that blessing in the name of Jesus. So let me go back to the scripture. He said, I, for I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Say the measure of faith. Say the measure of faith. Move me to message version of this scripture. Say the measure of faith. He said, I am speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me. And especially as I have, I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does in pure grace. 
it's important that you, you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. Do you understand the increase? <laughs> it means that whatever you are able to do, you must not forget or you shouldn't forget that it is because there is a grace factor on you that you connected to it so that you don't take the glory. Some people speak like if it has not been them, they will not build a house. But grace and responsibility, they are the two wings of a destiny that will succeed. I thought you are clapping. Just as an aeroplane needs two wings to fly, if your destiny will fly in glory, in beauty, in success, you need to connect to these two wings, grace and responsibility. The Bible said, no, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. So it is according to the measure of faith that God gave to us. When we became born again, everybody received the measure of faith. The measure of faith according to your destiny calling, according to your assignment. So if God is calling you to do something, he will deposit an initial deposit of faith that has the viability or the ability to grow. So if you are going to build a four-bedroom house and you are going to build a single house, not you and you, it's an example. Okay, it's an example. So if you are going to build a four-bedroom house or you are going to build a nation and you are going to build a city, the initial deposit will not be the same. That is why the Bible said we comparing ourselves and measuring ourselves against ourselves. We are not wise. Because what God has assigned me to do may not be the same as what God has assigned you to do. God might assign you to sing in the choir, but he might not have assigned you to lead a song. So if you keep fighting to lead a song, the day they lead, they put you in front there to lead a song. Before we realize your liver is coming out of your mouth. Because God gives grace for what he has called us to. So at the betting of a man into the kingdom, there is a measure of faith that God gives to the person. And that faith can grow. So as you are sitting here, you have faith. But as to whether the faith is growing, or as to whether the faith is alive, or as to whether the faith is working, is another thing. And I pray that after today, your faith will be activated in the mighty name of Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10, before we come to the main test. Give me the KJV. He said, according to the grace of God, you, you, you can see that again. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. Now listen to the question. But let every man that heed how or take heed how he buildeth thereupon. 
Give me the NLT of this. He said, because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. So when God deposited the initial faith into you, how have you built your faith? What investment have we made into our faith that it will be called an activated faith? As you wake up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through the week, when you are walking, you must be a man who is walking in activated faith. Because until you are walking in activated faith, when God speaks to you, your faith will not respond. When God is leading you, you will not understand. When God is guiding you, you will not understand. Because your faith is dead. The reason you are relying so much on the prophet is because your faith is dead. The reason you are not satisfied after we finish preaching and we share the grace and say go home is because your faith is not alive. Because if your faith was alive, you will be like the centurion. You will say, Master, just speak your word and my child shall I pray in the name of Jesus that our faith will come alive. Our faith will come alive and our faith will give birth to fruit, many kinds of fruit in every area of our lives this year in the name of Jesus. There is so much God wants to do for us and there is so much God wants us to do for him and there is so much that God wants to do with us. But you know, when your faith is dead, when your faith cannot live, when your faith is not alive, when your faith is not activated, you will walk by sight and not by faith. You will walk by the things you see and by the things you hear. You will walk by the things you feel and you will walk by the traditions of your fathers and the ideologies of your friends and the ideologies of your community and your nation. You will walk by the economy of your nation. But when a man is in agreement with God, he sits from his understanding Understanding into the understanding of God. He sits from his own knowledge into the knowledge of God and that is when you will see men and you say these are the men that have turned the world upside down. These are the men when they speak things happen and they ask the man they ask Jesus ah, who, what manner of man are you? I'm praying in the name of Jesus no matter the level of your faith thank God that a faith that is dead can be risen again it can be resurrected again it can be quickened again I pray that your faith will be quickened this morning I said your faith will be quickened this morning that you see there are some academic ladders you have to climb by faith yeah there are some business terrain you have to enter by faith that is why if the enemy can stop your faith from being activated he has finished you because a man without faith is a man who is going nowhere no matter the effort he puts in I pray that your life will not be wasted this year I pray that your life will not be wasted this year I pray that your life will be useful in the hands of the Lord in the house of the Lord in the kingdom of our God and in the service of mankind in the name of Jesus if your faith goes off nothing works it's like light off because it takes faith to get things done. It, it takes faith 
for the barren woman to give birth. It takes faith for a man to shut the mouth of lions. It takes faith for a man to walk with God. Because when you are walking with God, there are many things you, he will do that you will not understand. And if you don't have faith, you cannot walk with God. You will quit. It takes faith. It takes faith for a man to remain a friend of God. It takes faith. For you to move from where you are to the next level, it will take faith. And it's not just a faith that is dead, but a faith that is activated in the name of Jesus. Now, Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. I'm done with 15 minutes. Listen to the scripture I'll be reading through. The Bible said, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genezareth. Give me the message version so that I can flow. He noticed two boats tied up. Now, when you study that verse well, as I studied it yesterday, I realized that there were over 4,000 boats at the bank of the lake of Genezareth. But Jesus noticed too. I pray, I pray that this year, Jesus, heaven will notice your faith. I said, your faith will be noticed in heaven. I said, your faith will be noticed in heaven. Yeah. One day the angel appeared to Cornelius. He said, your prayers and your arms giving has become a memorial. May your faith be noticed in heaven this year. In the name of Jesus. He said, the fishermen had just left them and were out scrubbing their nets. They were washing their nets so that the chemicals in the sea will not destroy their net. After fishing, you see that the fishermen sit up and they wash the net so that the salt and the minerals in the sea will not weaken the net. So the Bible said in the verse 3, he climbed into the boat that was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the shore sitting there. So the Bible says in the King James that he sat down to teach. And that should tell you that he taught for a long time. Hello? He taught relaxed. You see, when you come into God's presence, how do you activate your faith? You have to relax in God's presence. You must not be distracted. You must relax and settled to hear God's word. You must not be distracted by the lady's new hairstyle in front of you. Why any hair is a peacock and it's confusing you. You are like, are you in a peacock farm? You uh, concentrate on the word. You must settle in God's presence because it takes a settled soul to have his faith activated. Anybody who is not settled can never be settled in life. You need to learn how to settle with the word of the Lord. When God, what God has said, settle with it. Don't come to church and be distracted. Oh, the sound is not nice. The place is too hot. You have never heard about coronavirus. The place is too hot. And you are taking your time. 
You are distracted because sometimes the word that will change you is the last part of the message. The last part. That was why he took the, the, the last wine, the wine that Jesus um, 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 miraculously produced, it was nicer than the first one. So sometimes you see that you'll be following the message, following the message, and by the 35th minutes, your eyes is just closing the chapter. <sighs> by the time you open your eyes, I'm on 48 minutes. And like, maybe your miracle, your miraculous word, was between 35th and 30, 48 minutes. So he sat down and he taught the word, verse 4. Quickly, verse 4. When he finished teaching, hey, you see, you need to settle. Your faith cannot be activated. We are not a product of the corruptible, but the incorruptible. And the Bible said the word of God is the incorruptible. And I'm praying that from today, look, you cannot, you cannot be, your faith cannot be activated outside the word of God. No motivational speaking can activate your word, your faith. No. Get it today. That everything about faith is everything about the word. If the word can settle in you, your faith, your faith will be activated. Your faith will be activated. If the word can settle in you, your faith. See, after he has finished teaching, and sometimes you see, we are now in a generation that is very difficult to understand the word. Because when we come to church, the teaching of the word becomes like an opinionistic uh, sermon. That is what the pastor is saying. Me too, I'm going to say my own. So it's difficult for 21st century Christians to be discipled because too many information from all sorts of points are flooding our minds. So whilst you are teaching the person to walk like this, the person is learning how to walk like this. And you meet another person teaching people how to walk like this. <laughs> so... You are like, ah, is that not the disciple I thought to walk like this? Now you start walking like this. Then you come and teach you. You see, they said your center of gravity, no? When you walk straight. Pastor, you didn't know this one. I have to teach you. When you, you see, so it's difficult to disciple people. And I agree because most, uh, many of the pastors are also not well vested. Do you understand? So it's difficult to even impart on people. But I pray that if you want your faith to be activated, you need to pay attention to the word of God. That is all. That is all because a man can encourage you. The next time you go and see the man, the man is crying. Now you have to encourage the person. But you never go and meet the word of God. Crying and needs your, your encouragement. Everything about faith is centered on the word. Everything about faith is centered on the word. The Bible said, so verse 5 quickly. No, verse 4 quickly. Let me just, I just, I'm tiptoe, I have five minutes. When he had finished teaching, he said to Peter, push out into the deep 
in, push out into deep. Give me the KJV. I'm used to. Let me let me do my own KJV. This is where we do Bible study. KJV. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, "Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a drought, for a harvest." Verse five. And Simon answering unto him, "Master, or oh master." We have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word. So at this point, if any other fisherman had come and told them to go deep, they won't go. But you see, because they settled with the word, at this point, their faith was boiling. They have seen that things are possible. They have seen that though we have tried it before and it did not work, Something has been introduced. The word of God has settled with us and we have settled with the word. Though we didn't catch anything overnight, we are going to the same place. And this time we are going deeper. We are going deeper. And when they went, they had a harvest. When we can, if we can settle with the word, if we can settle with the word, we will walk in activated faith. And when you walk in activated faith, exploits becomes the order of the day. Exploits. Things begin to happen for you. Things begin to fall in place. Things begin to submit to you. And you know, in the month of March, I'll be dealing with the dominion mandate. Things are going to align. When you plant, you harvest. When you build, you will live in. Anything you desire, when you pursue it diligently, I see the Lord causing his rain to come upon it in the name of Jesus. Because of time, I'll give you just one, one of the six I'm going to teach in the second service. Just one. So because it's just one, I'm going to take from Joshua, no, just one. I'm going to take from James chapter 2 verse number 18 to 22. So, one of the ways to work in activated faith is to act on the word. So, you heard Simon say what? At. At. Talk to me. At thy word. So, Elisha comes from the impartation of a mantle. They met him and said, oh master, alas, the head of the axe has drowned. What did he say? Bring this. Let's stir it up. When they stirred, when they brought it, he said, stir it up. The head of the axe began to swarm. They came to him and said, the city is good, but the water is deadly. He said, bring a new cruise. Put salt in. Drop it into. So, at thy word. Ah, go and bake cake for me. Bring me. When you are coming, add water. And as you do it, the oil will not run out. The flour at thy word. At thy word. At thy word. At thy word. When you act on the word of God, unfortunately, most of us, we hear the word, we don't act on the word. We know the word, but we don't act on the word. Faith. Faith is completed when we act on the word. We believe. Because you can believe Eh? and never act on the word. Are you here with me? You can believe the word and never act. Faith is not just believing. Faith is believing and acting. When you act 
on the word. That is when you benefit from the word. So let's read in the message version, James chapter 2, verse 18. No, give me the GNT because of time. Give me the GNT. James chapter 2, verse 18 to 22. Now look at the scripture. We are ending with this. I pray that this year you will not be an amen, amen only Christian, but you will be an act, act Christian. Remember Abraham. You'll be an acting Christian. You act on the word. We are a word actor. You act on the word. You, you take the word and apply it to your life. That is when you can see Eh? and activated faith bringing you so when they acted when Simon acted on he's an experienced fisherman he knows what they did all night they didn't catch anything but this time he said at thy word I don't know who I'm talking to I don't know who I'm, I'm ministering to but God is speaking expressly to you that if this year you will apply the word of God daily into your life there will be a lot of things that will change for the better in your life. If you appreciate that word, give the Lord a good clap offering. The Bible said, you know, that the word of God is like medicine. It, some, sometimes it's very difficult to obey God. Especially when they give you medication. Two times four. For 14 days. Ha! Most of us, we are faulted. Hey, two times four. Especially if it is an antibiotic. Oh, June Sokrabo said, Charlie. It has perfumed the whole place. 8, 12, 4, 8. 8, 4, 12, 8. I bet you, you miss it. You miss the 4. Because then you'll be driving, you'll be insulting the truck truck driver who just crossed you. <laughs> but someone will say, one person has faith, another has actions. My answer is show me your show me how anyone can have faith without actions. So be careful when you say you have faith. Don't assume. Don't assume you have faith and go and stand in front of the lion. He will chew you. He will chew you. Because you, you, you are showing me a faith without actions. Don't assume you have faith. And when stand in the lion's den, I am another Daniel. You won't say another, and you are gone. I will show you my faith by my actions. So your faith is reflected in your actions. Yes, your faith, our faith, is reflected in our actions. Now look at the 19. It's very interesting. Do you believe that there is? only one God. It's no news. Even demons, witches and wizards, serpentine spirits, they believe that there is one God. So, if you believe that there is one God, it is not enough. You've not done shege. You've not done anything believing that there is only one God. Because the Bible said the demons also believe and they even give reverence to God. Are you here? Are you here? When the um, 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 demons here uh, in Jesus' name, they tremble. But the Bible says in the 20, you fool. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am not part of that verse. 
You fool. <laughs> I can imagine the tree church. I didn't say anything. You said it in your head. <laughs> you fool. Do you want to be shown that faith without actions is useless? Hey. May you not be that kind of fool. Say, you fool. Do you want me to tell you that faith without action is useless? You are wearing a watch without battery. Who chapter as well? No, you see. was our ancestor Abraham put right with God. It was through his actions. When he offered his son Isaac on the altar, verse 22, can't you see his faith and his actions worked together? Yeah. Worked together. His faith was made perfect through his actions. Child of God, your faith you confess, you profess, is made perfect by your actions. I thought you were clapping. It is made complete by your actions. So what God has instructed, we must take it and act on it. One of the things I'll teach in the second service is meditation. Meditation is like you take water and you are watering the ground. The water permeates. You see, the word of God, there must be some kind of osmosis. Osmosis. When the more you meditate on the word, you break the barrier, the glass covering, what you call the glass ceiling, whatever. You, when the word of God is being meditated upon, the loins of your brains and the loins of your minds are being exercised and every limitation of tradition, every limitation of the world, it begins to break out and your mind begins to take after the word. So at that point, you don't wait for a prophet to say, that say the Lord. Because your mind has become a factory of that say the Lord. Your mind has been transformed. So whatever you lay your mind on, it becomes a that say the Lord. You didn't get it. Because you are still waiting for a prophet to tell you what to do. And that is why you are where you are. But when you take the word, the prophet can come. Today I decided to come and prophesy. I came with the castle to prophesy. But when I came, God said, refuse to prophesy and teach. Because when you give every day, you need God's guidance. You can make one decision, your light will be off. You can make one decision, a door will close. But you see, when you meditate on the word, your mind, your thinking patterns, it doesn't think like when you go to, you know, those who went to some wild schools like Gehe, when you meet a Gehe girl, there's a way they think. It's because of what they taught them. When you meet an infancipe and a disco, when you meet, when you meet a continental or a katangi, there's a way they think because there is a culture that will be on you for four years. So now if you're a katangi and you used to do those things, and you become born again, the yeah, yeah, yeah is still in you. <laughs> Everything is still in you. All the nasty songs are still in you. 
Yeah, because when he became born again, he didn't change. All this nasty, everything is still there. How do you change? That is the question. That is the problem all of us have. That is the problem all of us have. How do you change? It's only when you meditate on the word. When you change that you're a young girl, 18 years, beautiful, so you have a lot of boyfriends. Because you, you in your area, it is normal. It's like when you about why you nice neck, beautiful eyes. So you have to make hay while the sun shines. That is youthful. Yeah. That is what? I change the way I think is when I burden my mind with the word of God. I think about it. And when you are in love and you were thinking about him, when it was not the wedding time, you fell for sex. Is it not true? Talk to me. Is it not true? You wish he was around to hug you some way. When you meditate on the word, you will feel God's presence. When you are going to take a decision, God will be there. Because the word has eaten into your mind. You'll be conscious of God. You'll be thinking too. You see, meditating is thinking about the word. So as you have read, can't you see his faith and his actions work together? So in the day, it was a Monday. Let's say Monday, this is what you meditated on. His faith and his actions, they work together. His faith was made perfect through his actions. Give me the message version of this. Two minutes, I'm done. He said, isn't it obvious that faith and works are yoked partners? That faith expresses itself in works? Yeah. That the works are works of faith. Child of God, I, I, I don't have much time, but your faith is so dangerous but you are letting it sleep. Mountains must not stop us. We have to, we don't stop mountains, we move them. We don't stop, we move them. And that thing is in you. If it doesn't come alive, do not work. The word of God is an action word. Isaiah 55, 11. So is the word, my word that cometh forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. It will accomplish that which I please. It will accomplish that which I please. And it will prosper whereunto I have sent it. But my emphasis is it will accomplish that which I please. It means that the word of God is solid, sure. Nothing can corrupt it. So what God said to you through his message, his word, whatever, it is sure. But it will accomplish that which only God is what? Please. So you move to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It is impossible to please God without faith. So it means if the word will be accomplished, you need what? Faith. Faith. That is the only way God will be pleased. Your faith acting on the word. You see the actors on, on television. 
you love them they are acting on the script you must also be acting on the word you must also be acting on the word rise up on your feet somebody I want you to begin to pray let's pray Psalm 119 verse 35 we are going to use this to pray make me to go in the path of thy judgment or thy commandments for therein do I desire give me the message version guide me down the road of your commandment lift your two hands and talk to God say Lord guide me down the road of your commandment I love traveling his freeway I want that way I want that path in the name of Jesus speak the language of the Holy Ghost and pray in your own understanding that Lord not my way not my wish not my desire not my desire not my pathway but your way oh God cause me to go your way in decisions that I take in the mighty name of Jesus somebody pray in every decision oh Lord cause me to go the pathway of your judgment the pathway of your commandment in the manusanda Cause me to go that way, the way of your judgment, the way of your commandment, the way of your law, the way of the word. Legos Shadaya Labrodos Kimalaya Eda Lamba Rukitias Belena de Bakata Intolo Mason Tapa Yea Baba 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 Baba